welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Trap. It is episode number 224 of the Fret Talk podcast. You are joined by me, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, as I've mentioned previously. You are joined by Mr. Matt Wines. Hey, I'm Matt. Hi, Matt. Woohoo, we did the thing. It's only been like 300 episodes at this point. I know, it never gets old. <laughs> Just it, don't don't change, Matt. Always, always be Matt. <laughs> uh, um, but we're also joined by a man who's staying a little bit quiet right now, waiting patiently for his introduction. For the second time on the Fret Talk podcast, Mr. Josh from Josh. Oh my gosh, it's Josh. I mean, you have managed to do what Lee has not managed to do in about 100 episodes, and that is get your own catchphrase. So (laughs) (laughs) you, you, you are already ahead of the game. Oh my gosh, it's Josh. I'm I'm amazed that you've invited me back. <laughs> I mean, times are hard, man. Times are hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I jest, of course. You are uh, you are making waves in the whole um, in the whole pedal boards of doom universe. Um, doom verse indeed. Yeah, Doomiverse. I, I don't know. We I mean, we really need to come up with a name for like the conglomerate of all of these these little things like uh, Kevin Smith has got like the viewer skew universe doomography the doomography i mean <laughs> not entirely sure it, it quite fits with the demographic of the the fret talk podcast but doomography will will be a beautiful place older for now uh, <laughs> so we, we we'll go for that we'll go for it um josh Let's talk about some of those um, pedal boards of Doomiverse, Doomography things that you have been doing. Because you've uh, you've been a busy boy. You've been busy. I have been a busy boy alongside with doing my day-to-day job because, you know, remember kids, prog doesn't pay. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's something to, to live by right there. <laughs> Uh, yes, I've uh, I was covering the pedal boards of Doom news uh, last week. This week, yeah, last well because it's cursed out on Monday. It would have been last week. It would be two uh, weeks ago by this point, mate. Uh, there you go. Then that shows you how in tune <laughs> I am with actually the dates on all these. Uh, so covered the pedal boards Doom news uh, last week. See what I did there. You've got your black hammer that is coming out tomorrow. Yes, I have. I've got the Black Hammer uh, Sonic Cake video coming out tomorrow, which I'm hoping that everybody is going to enjoy. I've acquired two new pedals, one of which I will be shooting a video on. And <laughs> I, was ex- uh, I mean, that was a really long pause. <laughs> I will be shooting yes. a video for. Pause. Yeah, pause for dramatic effect. For effect. That's it. <laughs> it's like this will be the best pedal video in the world <laughs> that you have ever seen <laughs> this afternoon. And I am currently working on some new quad cortex patches for all you Doom listeners here. Yes. <laughs> Just, I mean, I've heard um, a little bit of the uh, the tone that you've been getting and i'm i'm very excited about that one so uh, let's kind of whip back around 
Uh, you covered the news for Lee because Lee was being a lazy. No, <laughs> Lee, <laughs> uh, Lee, Lee wasn't very well, was he? And and to be fair, this is this has been a, a little slot that all of all of the uh, pedal boards of Doom uh, creators, YouTube guys, um, have have taken over at some point. So it is only only right and only fair that you uh, you like take that mantle. And that you've you've kind of joined the ranks of like official pedal boards of doom um, content creators, now. Um, I'm I am. Um, I must say, uh, I, I have to thank uh, my mother firstly for giving birth to me for this opportunity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it, it's been awesome. I mean, when Lee literally sprung it up on me, he's like, Josh, can you cover the news tonight? And I was like, uh, yeah. What am I covering? And he just went, is four links. Here you go. And I was just like, okay. Nailed it. <laughs> but I-, I pulled it off. You did, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was definitely news. So um, so there you go. I think Lee's done one since, hasn't he? Yes. No, he hasn't. He's, he, he, he released a video this, this week, a.k.a. last week, um, on... What did he release the video on? The air step? No, I had questions. Oh, yes. I the had questions air about. step thing of whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I've got one of those kicking about, actually. And I will be doing a video on that. And it, it scares me. It's MIDI. It's Bluetooth. It's switching. It scares me. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see how, how we get on with that. Because like we spoke on the last podcast um, about my pedal board. <laughs> Um, and it is the lowest tech, like ghetto ass pedal board, um, that you ever did see. And now I'm going to be using some kind of crazy MIDI switching system. What? Uh, uh, sounds pretty mad. I need to get myself my hands on one of the. Indeed, yeah, yeah. I think actually at some point we're going to get together and and try it with the quad cortex as well. Um, I need yes, to. We are. I need to understand how this thing works first because I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with it. Like, if does it plug in? Do I what? <laughs> what? What can I achieve with this? Well, that's what the video will be to find out. Because I, obviously, I had an idea of how it's going to work from watching videos and bits and pieces like that. I mean, I was never lucky enough to get my hands on one, trying one before it came out, yeah. but. For someone like yourself, you know, I know you've got the H, is it the HX stomp? I think you've got the That's Helix the one. Uh, so I'm intrigued to literally just see you go into it and see what you can come up with without any. Yeah, it will, it will literally be an idiot's guide um, to like my first MIDI. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Speaking as one of the idiots. Just document it right from the start so I can understand what process I would have to go through to try and work out what the hell one of these is and what it does. Absolutely, because, uh, I mean, I could do a video where it's just like four minutes of me standing and staring at this open box just going, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, um, Scratching your head. That's it, yeah. They're like, is it is it an overdrive pedal? It's It's got <laughs> buttons, but it's got no knobs. Like, what? <laughs> So it will be. It will be very much that, like Neanderthal man hitting things with rocks and like trying to make fire with it and stuff. <laughs> uh, and I will also bring it in to show how you can link it with your phone. 
Exactly. Yes. I mean, Lee did show a little witchcraft. bit of... witchcraft. Witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it should be burnt at the stake. Um, but we'll 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 try and uh, subdue that that instinct within us and and see if we can get it doing some like mad switching stuff. Um, oh, easy. So you mentioned the Sonic Cake. Uh, Banhammer, not Banhammer, Blackhammer. Banhammer. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what's going to happen to us if we keep making mistakes. We're going to get a swift ban. The, yeah, that's it. The, the old Banhammer, <laughs> the Blackhammer. Um, so that's essentially like uh, a very portable kind of multi analog multi effects unit, for want of a better expression, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think they have done. Uh, their version of, I guess, Tech 21 and doing their fly yeah, the rig. fly rig, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely their take on that. And actually, when I was... I I wasn't sure how to approach it, so I spent a week of just using it. I didn't yeah. pick up my quad cortex. If I did, it was to literally use it just to use my IR yeah. that I used in the video. Um and it, I just spent a week using it to get used to it. And actually, once I got used to it, I actually found it really, really good. So, and, so, so, so it, what, what does it have on it? It's, it's got four effects built in, doesn't it? Uh, so we've got a, uh, a delay, a chorus, your, you know, your gain channel, and yeah. a boost. Oh, you got a boost. Is your boost? So how how are they ordered? What goes first, and then what comes? Delay, chorus, distortion, boost. Hang on, that that's order. the wrong way round. I was going to say, surely it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, you don't <laughs> want to boost right. I'm going to put the delay right at the start. Yeah, that that kind of did concern me because then when I actually um, played the lead channel with the delay, the delay was just lost in it sort of thing. Ah, okay. Which, which was one of the downsides that I've had to how I would use it properly. But... I don't. I very rarely tend to use delay massively on a gain setting anyway. Yeah, right. yeah, because it it can log log delay or reverb really. If you're using more than just a very light smattering of it, it makes like a gainy sound just muddy and mushy. Oh, I love reverb on a gain channel. I absolutely love reverb on a gain channel. But yeah, like like massive, massive, massive amounts of it has a very similar um, overall effect that than like running kind of an ambient delay does as well. You just yeah, it kind of, it almost like wipes out the top end because you're getting more of this kind of washiness. Yeah, than you yeah. do the 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 core tone, and then you you've got no definition then. But, yeah, it's um, in in itself, yeah. The actual the rig itself, would I use it as a backup? Yes. And that's not, oh, Sonic Cake have paid him to. No, genuinely. If I, like, shit hit the fan, yeah, I've, got yeah. a power, I've got a power amp pedal on my board, the Electroharmonics Magnum. Okay, yeah, yeah cool. Um, could very easily just run that into a cab. There's always a cab pretty much at a music venue or, you know, support band or what have you. Yeah. And, you know, my quad cortex just suddenly decided I'm not working today. Fine. <laughs> then, yeah. then if I have that in my bag, I'm, I'm sorted. It had everything I would need 
to do that. Yeah, and that's that's one of the the questions that you're going to be answering with the um, the video, isn't it? And and answering in a kind of audio visual way is showing actually if if I had to rely on this at a gig, this is the the kind of stuff that I'd get out of it. Yeah, um, like I was when I I was playing with it, I was using it in the way that I would if I didn't like. There's no point in me having saying this will be my gig backup, but here's some blues because I don't play blues yeah. in the band and stuff that I play. So I played riffs and I I put it to the style that I would use and it worked. Cool. Admittedly. Yes, when I went full scooped on it just to see how it would <laughs> how it would work, it literally sounded like it was going to break. It was cutting in and out like no one's business, and I was like, okay, that's far too muddy. Yeah, but once you get that sweet spot for it, it's it's actually really good. Cool. I look forward to hearing that actually because I've got the uh, I've got the tw- the Twiggy Blues, which is. It's a lot more subtle than that. Like the, uh, it's it's like similar setup. You've got a compressor, then a drive pedal, then a delay and a reverb. And the the delay, like, yeah, that sounds like it would be right up my street. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like we've because we we live pretty close together, um, which is like amazing considering like all of the. Um, all Stuff of the like, on. well, the the the, the fret talk um, hosts that we've had in the past. I think the the one who was closest was Ollie, and he's still like probably an hour and an hour and twenties drive away, which is enough for me to go. Nah, I'm all right. <laughs> uh, whereas, like, we're we're kind of stone throw uh, distance, so like, there's there's possibility that I could try the uh, the Banhammer, and you could try the Twiggy Blues. Black Hammer. I'm still calling. I'm no. I'm calling it the Banhammer. Okay, you do that. You head out of YouTube. <laughs> no, never. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's possibility for us, us to try them. That'd make a pretty funny video, actually. Blues guy tries metal, uh, <laughs> like metal Tech Twenty One. <laughs> what if you ran issues. both of them together? Could you then turn it into a gain stage? And oh shit, man! That probably, probably <laughs> like if you run the the blues one because it's got a comp, it's got a, like a, a kind of tube screamery uh, style drive section. You could run that into like a hev- the heavier distortion channel, tighten oh. everything up. Oh, that sounds sounds all right actually. <laughs> sounds like yeah. it might work. It just might work. Um, get the air step involved in there. We'll get some MIDI switching somehow. Um, <laughs> who knows? Like possibilities are endless. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've we've got loads coming up, and I might also uh, the week after this one might also have a follow up video featuring the um, the Sonic Eight Twiggy Blues myself. I'm uh, looking forward to it myself. Yeah. So like, we had a little bit of a chat actually about like how we were going to approach these videos because we got we got sent these we haven't been paid for them we're not we're not big time youtube celebrities we don't get paid for stuff uh but they gave us these uh these units to to demo and just said like tell us what you think like um and we both came up with the idea of 
could this be a replacement for your rig if your rig goes down? Um, we've both figured that actually you can't do two videos on that because that's <laughs> basically the same video. Um, and we'd be fighting each other for who gets yeah. best video, uh, <laughs> uh, which is, is unsportsmanlike. Uh, so I took a little bit of a different tact with mine um, and I'm not going to say too much because it is out next week, not tomorrow uh, for mine, but um, we're going to be looking at getting some classic, classic blues tones, some like famous classic blues tones. And we're trying to do it in a way that skirts the, the copyright <laughs> infringement <laughs> just <laughs> like there's there's some really clever things that I've done in it, um, like yeah, because Drop, dropping a half a staff is not clever. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, like there is one of the tracks that I have dropped half a step, but uh, um, and I'm going to give you like the the podcast listeners here. I'm going to give you like the inside scoop of one of the tricks that I've I've done for this. So I've done a, like a Gary Moore style track. Um, I've used the lead from one of the like one of the big Gary Moore hits, like the 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 blues hits that he does. You you might even say that it's still one of the biggest <laughs> blues hits that he's done. And then is uh, it with <coughs> Phil Linnett? <coughs> I mean, that's the other one. So I've, I've used the chord progression from the one, <laughs> and I've used the lead from the other. Are they different the, keys, though? Uh, kind of, kind of. Yeah, okay. I think... He didn't so, take that into account. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like horrible atonal bending. One of them is in F-sharp, but it's just... <laughs> just horrendous. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I adjust a few of the notes to kind of fit the chord changes because both of the songs are in the key of A minor. However, still got the blues. I mean, I mean... One of the songs <laughs> starts on the D minor. Yeah. Um, Blue and spot then, the still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cut, cut, edit it. Um, so it starts on the D minor and then it goes through the circle of fifths, but then ends up resolving before the other one does. So, <laughs> and it, it's a short, shorter passage as well. So you'll, you'll hear it. It, it. it sounds really good actually. Um, but it's, it's like a, it's a really, really funny rip-off of both songs together. You know when people have always said, oh, it sounds really good. It's like saying, oh, you're really going to like this. And then it turns out, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slaps the hood. Fits so many blues licks into this. This baby take you 5,000 miles. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But yeah, like, so this will, it'll be out in a week's time, hopefully, if I, if I get my camera to fucking focus. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah. It should should be pretty awesome. Um, what I, I've also done something else this week, and I, I need to I need to um, have a look at me um, me notes for this one because I've forgotten. Um, I tell you what I did do. Uh, I got a um, I got a comment on one of my um, my previous YouTube videos on the No Talk or Tone series. Uh, it was for the I set fuzz, uh, and the guy. Uh, had sent something it was his name was stormy weather um 
which is really odd when you refer to the person as stormy weather because it's a phenomenon as well, isn't it? Um, so the, this guy had sent like, oh, this is a really cool demo. How does it like? How does it clean up with guitar volume? I was like, you know what? I actually don't know. <laughs> uh, like I've, I've played like play through all of the settings on the No Talk or Tone, which I do, but I didn't touch the volume or the tone because like, <laughs> why would you? Um, so. I, like I sent sent back to him, you know what? That's a really good idea. I'll film that. So I filmed it that night, and now that will be out. I think tonight. That will be out tonight. So you'll get like a bonus, uh, no talk or tone on my channel this Monday, which is based around like the the tone and volume and different pickup. Oh, pardon me. Different pickup selections of that um that fuzz pedal i thought it was really cool and i like i thought it was a really cool suggestion so much so that i thought you know what fuck it i'm doing it uh, <laughs> so it's... the new viewers bringing you daily content <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> yeah like my viewers making me say ah fuck it <laughs> <laughs> which is the best kind of viewer um yeah we've we've done a bit of new, we've done done a bit of news we've not done a bit of news we've done a bit of uh pontificating this week haven't we um but let's do some more matt what you been up to yeah not much really like standard thing these days is gig i've got one weekend off and then i'm just solidly gigging every weekend to the end of the year because you know christmas parties and people randomly having weddings in december like i think i've got five gigs in december and there's two weddings which is just a I thought weddings were a summer thing, but I guess COVID has changed the entire universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, we played a 40th birthday party um, this weekend, Gone, which went well after about the fifth song when I realized that one of the two amps that I was running wasn't turned on. Basically, I went from work and sound checked at five o'clock, came home, had a shower, went back, and we went on at about quarter past half past nine. Yeah, and yeah, I was I'd, I'd set up and everything was sounding great, and then yeah, we, I got to the gig, turned everything on at the wall, turned all the what I thought was turned everything else on, and then I was I was listening to the first like two or three songs, going, "This is really fucking muddy and quiet. Where the fuck has any of my tone gone?" And I'd, I'd left the Marshall switched off, so <laughs> no brightness coming through at all. I just had the, the like the darker tones that I have from the Hayden, just just, yeah. just kind of like sat there in the mix, and I was going, just, I, I just kept turning around and leaning over the top. And just tweaking with the buttons on the marshal, tweak, tweak with the knobs on the marshal, like turn, turning the presence up, turning the tilt up, turning the turn, <laughs> and when it, when you turn, eventually turn it up the and then about five songs in, I was like, I'm just gonna have to have a look at this. Maybe maybe one of the uh, maybe one of the valves is gone, and I spun it around and they weren't low, and I was like, fuck. Then I looked at the top and the button, like the the, the light on the top wasn't lit up either, and I was like, oh for fuck's sake! So I've just spent <laughs> ten <laughs> minutes squeaking all these fucking knobs on an amp that's not even on. Yeah, it's the, uh, the the DFA fader that is, isn't it? The uh, does fuck yeah. all. Yeah, but yeah. After that, it all went good. It was a pretty pretty good gig. It was a fairly quiet one, but um, people were up and dancing and enjoying themselves, which is kind of the things that you want to do. Yeah, but yeah. No, it was all good. I think, and that's probably an, another reason of the other thing which I've done is which is put in a basket but not bought yet at Marshall Studio Vintage because I think <laughs> I think I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, but um, did. You did, and I was excited. Yeah, like, I want to have something that I can run into a 212 cab. Yeah. Um, because I think more than just the um, the, the wattage of the amp, I think that's that's where I kind of, like, find more that more comes, like, 
where the tone I enjoy comes from is, is a two twelve rather than a one twelve cab. Yeah, which I think is why at the moment I'm run, pretty much running two amps at every gig that I do, apart from where I can only kind of get in with one. But um, I think if I if I had then had kind of like one rig which would be the two twelve and one rig that would just either be the the one ten which is the the origin or the the the, the Hayden which is a fifteen watt um, with a with a twelve is is absolutely fine. I think for for some of the smaller gigs, but. I think for the for the places where I'm not mic'd up, but it's not a tiny room, I think if I had a 212 and, you know, a, you might as well get a half-decent amp if you're going to do that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've at the moment got in a shopping basket uh, Marshall Studio Vintage, uh, the 20-watt head, which is basically just like a 20-watt plexi, um, which is, yeah, basically just an upgrade from the Origin series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um... We tried that at the uh, Birmingham Guitar Show about two years back. In fact, it was... That um, was the last one just before COVID, wasn't it? Uh, no, the one before that. Oh, uh, yes. When they were um, they were debuting the, the studio, uh, the, the vintage, yeah, sorry. And the classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, because... Um, Phil from practical, no, not practical, uh, from Pedal Patch, made a patch cable for the guys at um, Marshall who were running like a, um, they were running a like a, a patch cable from the, the like the two channels, yeah, at an awkward angle, and it it looked like it was going to fuck up the inputs, yeah. So he went over and like went like I, I make these uh, these pedal kits. Just, just give me, give me a a moment. Like in front of them, made like <laughs> this perfect jumper cable. Just went there. Yeah. You go, have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop using angle jacks and breaking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that same, like the same stand. It was like a couple of really young chaps who were just a bit new to it. So like they they done this thing like to to fix the the jumper cable. When I went over to try the uh, the, the, the plexi-style head, they gave me a, a Jackson that had, like, a Floyd Rose system. Uh, <laughs> uh, like Perfect a, for the mini JCM 800, yeah, which is a Studio Classic, but not really a Studio Vintage-style guitar. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for this. <laughs> I mean, it weren't too bad. It was, like, HA, uh, HSS. So it, okay. weren't, it weren't terrible. Um, however... Like the moment I plugged it in, strummed a few chords, high E broke, and they went, "Oh, we there's not really much we can do here." But they had a pack of strings with them. I went, "Give me the strings. I've got an Allen key in my wallet." Long story. <laughs> I'll fix it for you. So I ended up like fixing this uh, this broken high E string on this guitar. By which oh. point, I'd lost all interest in trying the. Um, Trying the amp, yeah. I was just like, "Fuck it, nah, I'm done." Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, um, but like Ollie, uh, Ollie was trying the Origin and he tried the uh, the Studio Vintage, and it's they both sounded great. The Origin was a bit, um, a bit more present, a bit thinner sounding, um, but yeah. like both yeah. sounded good. I mean, like like I said, I've basically spent quite a long time on YouTube trying to work out. Because obviously living in the Isle of Man, I can't go and try anything unless I get on a plane. And that involves contacting the government and getting myself a vaccine passport that lasts for two months. Yeah. And it's just a, a pain in the ass to fly to the UK, spend 200 quid to try an amp. Or I can just kind of 
So I've had to, for the first time in my life, rely on YouTube demos as to kind of the, the, the direction I want to go in. And I think, yeah, I've probably settled on the Studio Vintage, especially kind of there's a few off, few of them on offer for less than 700 quid at the moment. And when they were a grand new when they first came out, yeah, I think it's probably, yeah, there's a couple of places that are completely sold out and like saying, yeah, you can order it now and it might come in three months. But there's a, there's a couple of places that have still got them in stock that, um, yeah, I think I'll probably pick one up hopefully they drop in price another 50 quid for black friday but i might not wait that long i might just i, I might <laughs> yeah. just pull, pull the trigger and go do you know what 690 quid is quite cheap for a, a mini plexi i mean um, i'm thinking it'll well just go for it it will probably reach 40 minutes on this podcast episode and you'll be like fuck <laughs> i've bought it couldn't wait <laughs> A friend of mine literally the other day has just bought one of those um, diesel, you know, the diesel mini solid state heads, and he said yeah. it's, it's brilliant. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, like I've just, like I say, I'm fed up with taking two amps to a gig. I keep damaging 212 combos, yeah. which is through, like one of them, to be fair, is like 10 years worth of gigs kind of didn't help, and then it fell over in the back of the van, and then the other one... <laughs> I moved house, and as I was carrying up the stairs, tripped over one of the steps, put my hand out to save myself, dropped the amp, and it rolled all the way back down the stairs. Oh. Yeah, so... I mean, good job. Like, neither yeah. of those things help amps, do they? <laughs> no, absolutely not. And, like, at some point, if, the, if again, if there's a tech around the corner, I'd drop it off to a tech. But, again, a tech involves me putting it in the back of the van and getting on a boat. <laughs> yeah. So, so, no bueno. Yeah, I mean it'll happen at some point, but um, yeah, when when travel is a little bit easier, which hopefully next year, but we'll wait and see. I mean, but yeah, in the meantime, the twelfth and never in it at the moment. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Like n- nobody knows anything about it, but yeah, hopefully, um, yeah, I'll, I'll end up with a two twelve cab and a head of some sort, and it'll either be that or I'll stretch to double the price and buy a victory copper. Oh, I tried that out at the UK Guitar Show and I last went and, oh, that amp is... I'm not usually a fan of those style ones, but that copper is just, oh, sublime. Yeah, but they're they're about 1,200 quid, whereas, like I say, the studio vintage is 690. I can find it online at the moment, so it's 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 a big step up in price. Not a bad price, Mm. is it? (laughs) Not a bad price. I mean, that almost seems like you'd be a fool not to. (laughs) <laughs> so bad I mean but yeah just in case you're not getting the hint there Matt do it <laughs> do it <laughs> right. I think I got the hint we, uh, we should do some news um, I, I'm really excited for the news this week actually because I mean the news itself not necessarily the greatest news we've ever newsed um, that peaked at in fact actually it peaked at one of the things that we we're covering here it, it peaked with the Ampero the first time round when we <laughs> um, oh that was that was a, a fantastic episode that was um, however um, this week it seems like I've had loads and loads of interaction over on uh, on the budget pedal chap Instagram uh, and some of the some of the comments really kind of sparked some some interesting conversation topics based around these these things so we're gonna we're gonna like cover the news but also give some shout outs to to those people who've been hitting up the um, the instagram hard this week so first thing we're gonna do we're gonna start off with a little bit of a, a black friday sneaky peeky 
Um, Toman have been absolutely killing it uh, with the Black Friday stuff. Unlike some retailers who have been trying to sell like really old stock for like four pounds less than it was um and the going it's an amazing deal like no one wants one of those fucking stupid electro harmonics was that don't have a bottom whatever it was no one wants i've that. always i've always seen them and i'm like but but like i just can't understand how it works yeah there's a reason why they're like they're still in stock like six years on um and you d- you don't need to go far to f- to figure that one out. Uh, so Toman have been absolutely killing it, kind of across the board. But there's been uh, like there's been one that has really kind of stood out, which is the the DC. Uh, sorry, the single cut junior, um, which one of our previous podcast hosts was affiliated with. Um, they currently come in. What is it? Toman Blue, I think they call it. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, essentially it's a Les Paul Junior copy um, for a hundred and thirty-nine quid on the Black Friday deals. It's a steal. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and and that's kind of pretty much been the consensus. Uh, we were talking last week about the the Billy Joe Armstrong. Um, signature Epiphone, and that was like 700 quid, I think. Um, in fact, I've got it written down here. Why don't I tell you exactly? So uh, I think that's in the same sort of price range. Is it the Does the Bjorn, is it Bjorn Galette or something like that? I think that's about 750. I know the Mahifi one is a little bit more. Yeah, like the, the Snowfall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th- this was, sorry, it was 549, but still, for a junior, essentially very similar thing. Um, like I've, in terms of a junior, that's what you'd expect a Gibson, like junior to to cost is five four nine. I know, I know, well, I'm like thinking about ten well, years ago. Well, 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 I'm happy. Not yeah. an epi- like an Epiphone should be two hundred and fifty quid, and the Gibson Les Paul Juniors should be five to six hundred quid. And I don't care if that's how they were fifteen years ago. That's how it is in my head, and that's how it should always be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of the. Uh, the sticking point we got onto last week with that is that in terms of like today's market, actually it's probably not too bad a deal considering you're getting like the upgraded, um, like the upgraded parts, you're getting an upgraded pickup, you're getting a hard case with it as well. So you're getting all of these kind of things that are quite useful. However, like a couple of years back and actually um, you could, you could get like the modern, Double cut junior for around that price, brand new. I think it was like five nine nine, but that's a Gibson, yeah, or USA made. Um, so yeah, but we've got um, HB guitar over um, over Instagram. Absolutely phenomenal player. Absolutely, like, he makes me weep uh, with the skills <laughs> he's got. It was it was like he, he posted up a video today, um, practicing an old. Um, Paul Gilbert VHS, um, and he was he was nailing it. He was like, "Oh, these sequential runs are difficult." <laughs> like, fuck, man! Like, why is my picking not that good? Um, but like, he he threw the comment on basically saying that like, it was a great entry point. This uh, this DC uh, DC I keep calling it the DC single cut junior. Um, it, look, a great entry point. 
ideal for beginners or as a as a modding platform um i think he's probably hit it on the head there hasn't he um in terms of beginners i think we've warned against tarly benton stuff for beginners a few times because they don't always come set up right they mm. sometimes come with like like bad strings like because they'll, they'll have been sitting in the warehouse for a while or like a, a dry fretboard or whatnot so i would definitely like approach with caution if you were I think a if you're in a situation where you can physically go to a guitar store and and try one out, and then you can possibly say, "Would you mind for the extra ten dollars, ten pounds, whatever?" Saying, "Set this up for me," then absolutely. But if you're just buying it online, it's yeah, it's always chance, a risk. You're it? hedging your bets, and and with uh, with Tobin as well, it is it's a case where like their quality control isn't particularly super tight and they will admit that their returns policy is absolutely fantastic and they will they'll back you completely with it like if if you get it and go well i can't play this it's it's not playable they'll go yeah totally send it back we'll we'll get you another one sent out straight away um however if you're a newbie to it you might not know that is the case you might go well this is what guitar feels like um but as a modding platform, I think, like, if you take that DC, fuck's sake, not DC, single cut junior. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. It's the DC junior. I don't give a shit anymore. Uh, <laughs> if you take that, that guitar and upgrade the, the tuners to something decent, let's say we put put Goto's on it. That'll be an extra hundred quid. We put a fucking, uh, like a Gibson pickup in there. Rather than yeah, like the Epiphone P90 that the uh, Blue Joe's got, put a like put a Gibson P90 in there, another hundred quid, replace the wiring loom in there uh, for like um, Homotone James one. That's like an extra like fifty quid, say. That's two hundred and fifty quid on top of what is hundred and forty quid. You you've still not reached the price of the the Epi, and you've got better hardware. <laughs> Like it's just a better, better guitar there. Uh, Absolutely. So, like, if you went, if you went, like, balls to the wall, modding everything to like fantastic specs, you're still not reaching that uh, that epi price. If you went like a little bit more conservative and threw uh, some something like Axis R Russell Vanson tuners for like twenty quid, and you threw on maybe I don't know, like a Fletcher. Um, a Fletcher P90 is probably only about 50, 60 quid. Could easily go for like, uh, was it one of the um, Iron, is it Iron Hammer? Iron, Iron Gear. I don't, Iron Gear, I don't think one. they do P90s. I think they do humbucker sized ones, but I don't think they do actual P90s. Um, I'd say you could easily go f- through them and get some Wilkinson tuners and hardware because they're usually pretty good on a budget. Wilkinson I- stuff is fab. Iron Gear do do normal size P90s. Well, hey, there you go. That is... Or twenty nine ninety five. Fuck, man. Oh. For a single pickup. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that's that's so good. That's did, including that. Did, did, is is that uh, like dog ear covers or soap bar? Uh, that, that's soap bar. Is it? Um, let's see if they do the dog ears as well. Do, do they do the option for it? Because the, um, the, the Harley Benton has got the dog ear style. 
maybe I mean, not. Man Google's a thing. But to be fair, to be fair, like... 30 quid. Like for 30, 30 quid. Or whatever. Yeah, you could have the sides, like the rooting for the sides bare and just screw it directly into the wood. It's, it yeah. looked like modded as fuck. And you're getting like a, a, a decent quality P90 because all of the other Iron Gear stuff that I've played has been absolutely fab. Um, mm. Like I've got a set of um, Texas Locos in a um, in like a Squire Strat that I've got over here and it's they sound fantastic. Stuart Tate has got some uh, Tesla Sharks in his uh, Les Paul studio that he brings along to shows. Uh, and I absolutely rave about that guitar. It sounds fantastic. I yeah. have, sorry to interrupt, because I've got like a parts caster. Yeah. Like it's, and it's got, I think it's got Mexican neck, squire body, but I, I got this off a chap on Gumtree, if you're aware of that. <laughs> in I know UK. Gumtree, yeah. And Gumtree is like going through the American equivalent of like Craigslist, Craigslist or something. Thing, yeah. yeah. And he was selling it for 40 quid. And I thought, it's a parts caster. What can go wrong for 40 quid? I'll have, I'll, I'll buy it. Fuck me. It is stunning. Absolutely stunning. I don't know what pickups that person, guy, woman, whatever, I bought it off. The pickups in it, I don't know what they are. Fucking phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, take... Take them off. You might find Iron Gear stamped on the back because they stamp all of their pickups like on the um, on the base plates as well, don't they? The all I know is that they say Alnico Five on. Oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> so they're they're made by a pickup company then. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, like they are pickups. <laughs> yeah, at least I know that there's something half decent. But like, I can do anything with that strat. It's bloody brilliant. I mean, they they very much could be uh, Iron Gears because they definitely use Alnico pickups. I know you've got um, have you got some Tesla Sharks in yours? As yeah, your so I've got some Sparkle. Tesla Sharks in the Sparkle Strat, and then I bought some more Iron Gears to throw in them because I was going to turn it into like a pop punk kind of guitar, and then never bothered to put them in the guitar. <laughs> I mean, I've got a similar story um, with a uh, Blues Engine neck pickup. Which I bought like directly from Iron Gear, like full full price. Um, was meaning to go in the neck neck position of a uh, like a, a Telecaster, a lot more Protone Tele. Um, and then I found Fletcher pickups, uh, so I ended up just getting him to deck my uh, get deck my Tele out. And if then I, yeah, yeah, you remember that? I like I had like a, a bladed humbucker and like a a neck humbucker. Um, and then I ended up just selling them without putting them in anything. Uh, but hey-ho. Yeah, I've, I've remembered what I bought to replace the Tesla Sharks and haven't used. So somewhere, um, probably in, uh, I've got an ottoman bed as our, our bed. So probably underneath the bed, I've got a pair of hot slags. <laughs> yeah, you do. Hey. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, so I, I reckon we move on to our next bit of, uh, next bit of news. Cause we, 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 we're doing all right for time, but, We've got some uh, we've got some opinions on this next one, and <laughs> some some of those opinions might might be us remembering the uh, ridiculous acronym for this. Uh, so hot one, uh, Hotone, um, they did the Ampero, which was their answer to 
kind of like multi-effects units. Then they did a smaller version of it called the Ampero Stomp. Now they're releasing like the, the second iteration of that, uh, the Stomp 2, would you believe it? Uh, they've, they've basically they've upgraded the amount of DSP available in it so that you can look safely run more um, more blocks in it. They've I've seen what they've done there. They're clever. They're very clever. I mean, it's called Hot One Two. Hot One Two. One Two. One Two. I mean, it's it's ideal for sound check, isn't it? Um, so the, they've upgraded the DSP in it so that you've you've basically got more uh, more available. You can you can run more things at once. They've also um, struck up a little bit of a deal with Celestian um and made it so that you, they have built in celestian irs so you don't have to then like source new ones for it it's all all there and ready to go um however uh this uh, revision of the ampero stomp 2 is very very close in price i think it's within kind of about 50 quid of the the hx stomp the the line 6 hx stomp so, I mean, so uh, Cathal Daily Music um, on on Insta said, "Well, he's, I'm I'm going to paraphrase him here. He basically said, why bother?'" Um, and I think <laughs> I think I think we can we can agree with that. He says it needs to be like a, a big chunk cheaper for you to to consider that over the stomp. Um, and I think that's that's pretty much where we're at with it, isn't it? Like, I think, like, it's say if I've got the two in front of me, for example, like, if I was looking at the Hotone one and you've got that sort of thing of the Celestian sort of things in there and yeah. the extra processing power, I'd say, okay, maybe I'd be willing to take a shot with it, but with, you know, with the HX stamp is there, it's proven and we, we know how good it is. I think either way you go, you're going to be, you're going to end up with something good, but it, it's, it's going to be more suited to, uh, it's almost like a rival to not the HX stump, but like, you know, the, uh, the Mua GE 500 or whatever it is. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. 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 I think the, the 200s, the, that kind of size one. Yeah. But that comes in like hella cheaper it's like that's it needs to be in that price bracket absolutely yeah. well the thing the thing i'm thinking is like the abundantly available uh hx stomp i could go into a, a guitar shop today and probably try one if i wanted to well not today because it's quite late um but <laughs> you, you know what i mean i could i could walk in like if if i was set out tomorrow to go and try uh an hx stomp I could do that. I could go out. Easy. I could try an HX stump. I could try a Helix. I could try one of the HX stump XLs without too much hassle. Um, like even if the first shop didn't have one, the second shop would. Um, for the Ampero, I don't know many guitar shops. I don't know any locally that that stock it. Like that stock reliably the the Hotone stuff. Like you'll see like the odd one or two pedals but not like a, a, a full line of it. So like I'd be able to try out the, the HX Stomp if I really needed to. Um, and, but the, the Ampero, you're kind of taking a punt on it. Yeah. So, so I don't think because me and 
Budget pedal chap live relatively quite close to each other. And I know the guitar stores that he's talking about. And from my knowledge, I've never seen one of their products in the store or online. Maybe like, a, like you say, a pre-owned or a second-hand one. I think the only place I know of in the UK that actually genuinely sells and stocks them to try out is Anderton's. But if you live in Texas, then there's no point traveling all the way to, to Guildford to try one. <laughs> Absolutely. So, like the, the similarity in price really does it. It's one of those almost kind of deal breaker things. It could be a case where the the hot one is comparable, if not even better, because I, I I've not compared the the uh, the DSP specs, um, but I don't think. I, I, like you, you're risking the fact that, like Hotone, who are a, a relatively new company in comparison to Line Six, um, you, you're risking the fact that their algorithms for um, for the amp modeling will be as good Fatally. as like they'll be comparable to the 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 Helix stuff, which has had years and years of research and. And development, and we we all know what Line Six are capable of in terms of like we've we all saw the fact that studios had um, pod racks, and we saw people like turning up to to gigs with pods and pod XLs and all of these. So we we've seen that that development. Um, they're re- like Hot One are relatively new to it, and they they're just not tried and tested enough yet. Their single unit, like, because I remember they brought out a few years ago that, that was it the X Stomp or whatever it was called. And Oh, was that them? I think it was, yeah, because you could have, the, yeah, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, please do. Um, <laughs> it definitely made had, the X Stomp. Yeah, they, um, was it like it was a, a stock pedal, but then you could, like, Bluetooth what sort of effect you wanted to, to the pedal, and that was actually yeah. quite good. Yeah. It's a little bit like the uh, the Line Six M Five, but yeah, on a on a smaller scale, you could have one stomp pedal built into it at one time, and then you'd have to like reset the the the, the coding in it to to be like the next pedal and whatnot. Whereas the M Five yeah. is comparably price wise quite similar, but also has the option to bank up and down and have like however many presets in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so once again, like Line Six, just going. Actually, we can do this better. <laughs> um, but yeah, like all of the Hot One stuff that I've tried, because I've tried, uh, like I've got the little mini blues pedal, which is an absolutely fantastic Keeley modded blues driver. Um, it's one of the best blues driver um, pedals that I've owned, and I would rate it better than the Boss. Um, <laughs> controversially, that, that is a bold statement. No. It, it is, but it's it's fucking true. Uh, um, so that that's fantastic. I tried one of like the Nano Legacy mini heads, which again look really really good. Um, so like their products aren't bad. They like this, the stuff that they've been putting out is really good. Am I going to risk it for a biscuit? Nah. 
you for a 40 quid saving <laughs> no I'm not I'm not I'm not at all like even if it was 100 quid I'd, I'd still be going mm. like yeah, you mean, might be you might be tempting me more with 100 quid um, we're all creatures of habit though aren't we we're, like it, it, you know what you're getting with line 6 at this point yeah you don't really know what you're getting with uh, I assume Chinese brand yeah and you've also got to think as well say you Say me. This, this works. Say it for always. If you say if you've got that lines, you know that line six product, whatever, you know that you if something happens with it, line six ain't gonna go bust. Let's be honest. You know they're a big yeah. company. They've got their eggs in many baskets. They're gonna be fine. Potone, hot one, whatever. You know they could very easily at some point just go. And then if you've got that, you know that unit, and something breaks on it. Yeah. Good luck trying to source a part. Yeah, who's who like who's you know who would be able to repair that? Because Line Six, they've got distributors across the globe. So even if for whatever reason, uh, 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 Lee, you moved country <laughs> um and your Line Six product went went a bit shit, you'd be able to get like a, a source somewhere. And mm. I, I know what you mean, they're, they're not as not as widespread. Um John, uh, not John Boy, uh, Lego Board, Lego Board, oh, oh, right oh, uh, yeah, B-O-R-E-D, brilliant, like absolutely <laughs> Lego Board, um, uh, on, on Insta, had that Hotone Hot One discussion, uh, and the, the amount of times we do it, I just thought it was definitely worth giving a shout out to him, <laughs> because, like, he, he, he says, I, I will never not call it Hotone, um, and I, I did like tell him like what what Lee was talking to us before. It's it's like they they insist on it being pronounced hot one, sorry hot tone. It's hot tone. And he says, <laughs> okay, I'll I I, I, will, I will meet him in the middle. I'll call it hot hot one. Hot one. Yeah. Um, I'm like, it's, yeah, yes, my man. Um, yeah, we got we had Dave Rage uh, agreeing with Craffle on this one, basically saying like it needs to, just needs to be cheaper. Um, Marcus Deluxe. The the man, the myth, the legend, Marcus Deluxe, um, come up with a really good point, saying that they're, they're cheeky calling it the stomp, aren't they? Look, <laughs> the, the fact that I mean, Line Six don't have a monopoly on the word stomp, but you're pretty sure, like, it it's almost like if um, I, I don't know, like who, like if you buy a Chinese fake watch and it says Dolex, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's like if um. Like, if JHS suddenly came out with the DS1, you'd be like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and finally... But I mean, it, uh, like, it's just like the, the Chinese car companies, though. They can write whatever logos on that they want because the Chinese government are not going to hold up any, like, any copyright or trademark law. They're, uh, they're not interested in it. Well, I, I think... I think they've... They're on the side of caution with it because yeah, stomp it's the is the stomp too, but yeah, yeah, rather than the the stomp. Yeah, if they called it like the the, the uh, Hotone H H X stomp, <laughs> then there'd be a bit of an issue. I think they've the flew relatively close to the sun, but they've not they've not burnt up in flames just yet. Um, a fine like final little bit of uh, like comment we've got on here was sorry, uh, John, who I mentioned earlier, John Boy. Um, he talked about 
the the layout for the um, the knobs and the switches on this. He, he was saying how like the the switches are really close to where the knobs are. If you if you like if you've got the picture up there, yeah. The um like the knobs that you uh, adjust uh, adjust the parameters with, especially with that middle um, foot switch, are quite close. Yeah, and he right says, above. yeah. And he was saying like he's just a little bit concerned with that because he's got like massive hobbit feet um and yeah. it only takes like you were saying like that that is the thing that you could potentially be uh like breaking your pedal on allegedly guitar guitar are expecting a delivery on the 14th of december for them so if you do wish to try one guitar guitar if you're in the uk it's a place to go I mean, that is one of the guitar shops that I was talking about that does not stock them. Like, does not stock Hot One stuff. Well, it's on their website. Yeah. So maybe, maybe if I ask um, ask Mikey nicely, he'll uh, sort us out. But, but there you go. That, so that is the Ampero Hot One Hotone Stomp 2 with a vengeance. Stomp 2, Bridget Jones's Diary. <laughs> <laughs> The edge of tone. <laughs> there you go. Edge of tone. Uh, our final little bit of news this week is, uh, funnily enough, we mentioned JHS. Uh, JHS, uh, the three series, so the the kind of the plain white enclosures, no nonsense, almost like, do you know, like um, Sainsbury's Basics range or like Tesco Value. <laughs> so they're like the, that that version of. This is a very, very brisk... Tesco value chorus, chorus <laughs> and a Tesco value... If I ever get one now, I'm going to purposely mod <laughs> the enclosure with the blue stripes and turn the logo red. That's it. <laughs> so, I mean, that is... Um, I do apologise to the uh, the American listeners there because I know we've got, uh, like, a fair few. Um, so uh, that is a very, very British, um, British reference. Just Google the words Tesco value... And you'll get an idea of what it's all about. Um, Bonus points for every little helps. Every little helps. Yeah, yeah. Look, that would be the little like tagline under your chorus pedal, wouldn't it? Every little helps. So the the um, the Tesco Value uh, JHS series, the three series, uh, they've released three more pedals in that range. They've released a flanger, a phaser, and a reverb. I think the reverb is a specific reverb as well. It's something like Studio Room Reverb or something like that. Am I right there? I don't know. I can Google it whilst you talk about the other two. Indeed. So I, I am gonna, I'm gonna talk. I haven't got any information on them actually. Uh, so it would, it would be nice to do a little bit of googling here. However, I did, I threw this one out on my, um, on my channel again today, uh, and just said like, what are people's opinions of these? Because, like, largely I've, I've seen a few on boards. I've not seen many. Um, and can I make a controversial point with it? Go on, go on. What are we saying? It's a gimmick. Okay, okay. Pray tell. I think when you look at sort of the the vast array of the sort of pedals that JHS do, yes, they are sort of in that mid to higher bracket, but I think they're purely just putting it there in the market just to try and cater for the ones that are lower. And I think if you want to really get the proper JHS experience, I don't think they're going to be, a, I don't, from what I've heard, I've never played one, so I could be wrong. I don't think they're going to cut anywhere near to the 
quality of what the the normal JHS pedals will. I think they're doing it just just to do it. Right, my uh, my my viewers argue <laughs> here. My viewers will argue. Right, so I've got um, Guitar Geek Simon saying he's got the distortion from the previous uh, previous run of them, uh, and it's really good. Um, uh, so we've also got Kaffer's uh, Ben Caffrey, I think he's, it is Kaffer's guitar, who's got the the guitar. Uh, he's got the fuzz, uh, and he really like he swears by it. Um, he wants to know what the inspiration for these three are. I think for the flanger we've got it's, it like mentions EHX, but it mentions two others as well, doesn't it? I, I'm on the reverb at the moment, and it just says you can achieve any reverberation effect all the way from a small room to a nearly endless wash of ambient. So I don't think it's based on anything other than a reverb pedal. That's, that's it, a big, a big room. <laughs> <laughs> it's based on the effect of being in a massive room. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, so small, small room reverb. There you go. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, though, though Josh. And I think that was the point of them. I think they were supposed to be like like with some of the other um, JHS pedals. They're about like pushing the boundaries a little bit, like the uh, the, like the color box, where it's based on like some obscure um, like plugging direct into desk tones and stuff like that. And you've got like uh, other effects which which push push the boundaries in certain directions. These ones are supposed to be like your bread and butter. Won't do anything particularly crazy, but does all of the kind of expected tones within that circuit. Yeah. Kind of. So like the flanger will make some some great solid flange tones, but won't do the crazy, crazy like oscillating, um, like aeroplane flanging kind of stuff. Yeah. Will give you like a, a, a good solid like grunge tone or good solid um so would you yourself budget petrol chap would you buy the jhs flanger for 99 pounds i think they list them for yep or would you buy the tc electronic vortex which is about 70 pounds and you've got the tone print software i mean i mean that quote that that answers itself because they, you've asked mr tc electronics <laughs> yeah i think up, up there is the tc electronics vortex um in that pedal cabinet there no three series stuff um but they do fall because my my kind of cut off for quote unquote budget pedal is under 100 pounds so they do fall under that um I tell you where I just I draw the distinction and I draw the line with it. I think all of the drive pedals can get in the bin because, like, I could get an SD one for half the price. I could get a yeah. DS one. I could get like I could get like a, a rat underneath the price of this. So the, there's so many options that I could do that go underneath that price and are like the original. Um, original tones that you were after anyway so I think that's that's where I draw that whereas uh, like modulation pedals like a boss chorus comes in close to that price boss flanger is over that price reverbs are over that price 
So I, st- I would, st- I would. St- that's why I kind of feel like it's a gimmick because you can, for the majority of them, you can get the original pedals that they're based on cheaper. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I'd, I'd go for that. I'd go for that. Um, our Dave Rage has come up with a lot, a really, um, really interesting point on this one, which was like the the bareness of the enclosures, the like the uniformity of all these enclosures. When it's you're useless pl- on a pedal board, yeah. When like unless you've yeah. only got one of them, then they they become they become problematic on a pedal board because you you yeah. like playing the song. You look down quickly to look for the the pedal that you've got to switch over, and you've got three of those in a line. You're like, well, well, fuck. <laughs> well, that, well, that's it. And it's quite random. Let's be honest. That most of no, no. the time, when you're playing the these gigs, you've got no proper lighting on the stage so you're not going to be oh, able God, to no. see the, li- the tiny little text on them <laughs> yeah no so, you're lucky if you can see what color it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean this is why you have to take the the enclosure itself and like draw your own pictures on oh that's why they're white yeah it's like a canvas and then you you paint your own penis on yeah yeah <laughs> i mean you have like varying degrees of like erection on it don't you like that's the floppy one that's got to be modulation like so if you use a distortion it's got to be a basically a bid hog penis that's it. if it's a delay there's got to be two of them if it's a reverb it's got to be blurry that's it, yeah. like a wobbly cock um yeah i think we've just solved the issue with that there so that would be the tremolo yeah <laughs> yeah like no it's a tremolo is where you where you like slap an erect penis and it... <laughs> <laughs> you get the old springboard effect <laughs> Mate, i think i think that's probably where we should end the podcast if i'm honest i was going to say i got a black friday deal this week uh, is it in your pants <laughs> I, I, I'm not allowed to legally answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, without, <laughs> without my without my lawyer being present, <laughs> yeah. I managed to save about thirty five pounds on a Boss SY one. Oh, nice, nice, cool. Which, funny enough, when I went to the UK guitar show, um, we're not sponsored by the UK guitar show, but it's like our mm. best thing to Nam. Not, not yet, we're not. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Please love us, UK guitar show. Um, it always falls around my birthday, so I always take a nice big bit of cash and I'm like, okay, what am, I spe- what am I spending my money on this time? And I was adamant that I was going to walk out the SY1. I, was like, I went there, I tried it out, and they were like, well, yeah, you know, you can take one today. And I was walking around and I seen red bead effects and then the whole plan went out the window. That's it, take my money. Yeah, and I come out with a honey badger signed by Mikey himself. I mean, well, that is it, isn't it? That's that's it. And my honey badger was the 13th one made. Okay, okay. nice. Nice. Which, which I'm happy with. Nice. I mean, it, the only only way that could have been better... If it was the 69th one made. Giggity. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I, I still haven't grown up. I, sh- I shared uh, on Insta this week. Um, w- one of my videos had got 69 views on it. And I, s- I just said, no one, no one. Yes, I saw no that. No one watch. <laughs> <laughs> you do not watch this. 
I seen that when I was at work and I had a nice little hearty chuckle to myself. Indeed. Um, so I'll, 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 I'll have logged back onto YouTube now and it will have boosted up the, the ratings because someone wants to ruin my fun. Uh, <laughs> but it was, thank it you was for the, the views. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> but I think that's where we, uh, where we wrap it for this week. Um, I've really enjoyed having a chat because it's it seemed like we've had like a, a fourth, fifth, and sixth, seventh partner this week having having these comments from the uh, from the guys. I'm gonna gonna go out of my way. I'm gonna make sure that I tag them in the post for this one this week because I think I think they'll be pleased to hear that their uh, opinions have made uh, the cast. I must say I want to hear more from the people that are on the Instagrams and the, the YouTubes because it's always nice to see when we've put out videos for you guys and things like that, what you actually think about what we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Your opinions matter uh, as much as <laughs> as much as ours do. <laughs> Perhaps not the uh, what you've been up to this week because that is that is all us. Um, but <laughs> your, your opinions on, on the gear that is coming out matter. And we do, like, we love sharing it. We do it before the podcast as well. We, like, we talk about all the stuff that we've uh we've done this week and all, all the interactions that we've had so i thought it'd be really nice to um to bring it onto the cast um and let us know if it's if it's something you like because we'll we'll keep doing it um so this week has been amazing i've really enjoyed it actually um and we've got to we've got to give some extra super special thanks to our patreon backers because those are the guys who make the lights work um they are all electricians <laughs> they are they are the people funding this shenanigans i love um, my electrician because he lights up my life oh i mean save that we could we could, we could use that <laughs> um but the, the patreon people are as follows and for as little as two dollars a month you can be one of them visit patreon.com slash for talk um so uh, Mr. Andrew Bimson is one of them. What up, Bimson? Uh, Mr. Adam Yeomans. Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects of Masters of the Cinematic Universe and the Just Surprise Me podcast. Um, I think very recently he's done a special edition version of the Tombstone Treble Booster. Um, so check that out. It looks really cool. Uh, it's got little red bits on it. Uh, we have got a huge erection. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, it used to be bigger. Uh, we've got <laughs> we've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups, and we have got Mr. Brian Gare of the Tone Jerks podcast and of the Second Button podcast. I have listened to it. I have listened to it. It's really good. Um, I need to watch the third episode of Seinfeld because I am uh, I'm behind on the podcast now because there's no point watching like listening to the podcast if you haven't ever seen the episode ever. <laughs> um, I've never seen Seinfeld. No, yeah, I, I ended up watching it to to like get on with this podcast, and I've I've kept up with it because the podcast's cool. Um, and I need I need podcasts in my life. It just enriches my soul. Um, so if you want to catch me online, I am Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talk Alternate series, which this week. Most recently featured the hand-painted Raise the Dead, the one that is over here. 
mainly because it's a silicon one and we've done the germanium one on the channel before and i wanted to do the silicon one it also features a special bonus no talkal tone tonight at five o'clock greenwich mean time <laughs> okay so if yeah, you are listening to this in the morning like i do check it out um and then there's one at the end of the week as well but i'm not going to spoil that one for you you can you can find that one out yourself um what else is that matt you are on the internet heel underscore matt q twitter and instagram there you go and josh the corona mortis on instagram and joshy double i z k on youtube indeed and you're on the pedal boards of doom youtube channel as well Yes, you can also find me there, like with everybody else. Yes, literally tomorrow, tomorrow, when this releases tomorrow, you will be releasing the Banhammer. The Banhammer, <laughs> I shall. Uh, and from from all of us this week, a massive thank you, because you guys listening, guys and girls listening, make this podcast what it is. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. From Mr. Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. And from Mr. Josh from the Boodabadoo. Oh, my gosh, it's Josh. Oh, my gosh, it's Josh. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Ta-ra a bit. I still, still wave, even though we're not live. And Timmy were killed in a car crash the day before their wedding. Okay. As as they get up to heaven, St. Paul is there to greet them and give them access to heaven. And he says, have you got a question before you enter? And they say, well, we were due to get married tomorrow. Can we still get married in heaven? So St. Paul goes, or St. Peter rather, goes. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> The name of it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's not part of the joke. So he goes, be back in one second. Let me just let me just find out for you. Six months come past and he comes back and he goes, so I've checked. And yes, you can still get married in heaven if you wish to. And they said, well, we've been here for six months and we're already starting to get a bit touchy, but we still want to try it. Can we still get a divorce if we need to? And he goes... It's took me six months to find a priest in heaven. How long is it going to take to find a lawyer? Yep. Yep. We'll have it. We'll have it. <laughs> oh, dear.